Hello, hello, welcome to Griff Talks Football. Um, I just got my coffee right now, and so uh, this recording is happening around uh, 7.45 in the morning, but, you know, excited to record and excited to uh, talk about some things today. <clears throat> We're particularly uh, reviewing over the Thursday night football game between the Jags and Titans and then previewing, or at least what to look for uh, in a game Sunday and Monday coming up this uh, this weekend. And then as I'm ending this episode, I'll just uh, share some some, some news uh, in the NFL that, 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 that happened yesterday. So here we go. Also, just FYI, if you listen to one of my episodes and if you hear me say like uh, 120 hours a week, that was my bad. It's 165. I don't know why I said 120, but that doesn't matter. Um, here we go. Jags versus Titans. Is Saxonville back? So Jacksonville had nine sacks uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Mariota was, of course, hit a lot, as well as those nine sacks. Mariota also went 23 out of 40 for 304 yards. No touchdowns, no picks either, but his some of his throws were, were also inaccurate. He also had, you know, six carries for 34 yards, which, you know, 300 yards, 30, 34 yards rushing and 304 yards passing is not bad. It's it's good. However, when you are inaccurate and barely over 50 percent completion rate, it's it's not a good look on your part. Like, I understand he was pressured, but also some of the throws, or at least, like, some of those sacks that he took was definitely not the O-line's fault. It was definitely his. He um, struggled to to read the coverage uh, that Jacksonville was in. Um, And, again, he he missed easy throws, and his his throws were were almost wildly wildly, uh, wildly inaccurate. So there's been talk about, you know, should Tennessee start Ryan Tannehill, the, the backup for Tennessee? And, you know, it, the question comes to mind, is he really the, the best alternative? Like, he's not an athlete by any means. Mariota is. Both quarterbacks often get hurt. And it wasn't, it's not though. Career-wise, it's not as if, you know, Tannehill has better stats. I mean, Tannehill has played longer, but in terms of throwing stats, all of it's very similar to Mariota's. So, you know, if they do decide to go to Ryan Tannehill, um, I'm not sure if it, it will get better. But, you know, we'll see how the, how the rest of the season goes. Also, um, like I said in my last episode, something to think about. It's Jacksonville defense against Derrick Henry, and Jacksonville won that battle. Uh, Derrick Henry had 17 carries, which I would argue isn't enough for a talented back like him. You could definitely give him the ball more. He only had 44 yards, so that's around a 2.7 yards per carry average, which isn't good. Um, he had a rushing touchdown at the goal line, though. Um, so Tennessee definitely uh, struggled running the ball against Jacksonville's defense. Gardner Mishy also went 20 out of 30 
for 204 yards and two touchdowns. Everyone's really going off in this man. Not like a negative way, but everyone's praising this guy, which, okay, yes, he, he's had average game. Like his best game was week one against Kansas City defense, which they looked good last week against the Raiders, but definitely looked bad against Jacksonville. So he had good stats there. Um, against Houston, he led a comeback, but then fell short of a two-point conversion. Houston won that. And his stats were, were, were average. And so his stats were average here, too, I, w- I would believe. Like, the standard now, at least with the NFL, is, you know, we throw if you throw 275 yards or, like, 300 yards each game, that's, that's really impressive. That's now being considered the, the, the standard of, of how you excel at the quarterback position. And he only threw 204 yards. Um, again, no turnovers, two passing touchdowns, but um, I feel like he's average right now. But we'll have to see how well he progresses throughout the season, if he really does. And then, then the decision will t- uh, the, the time will come for the decision whether to either to continue to play Gardner Mishu or go back to Nick Foles, um, which he got hurt week one. And he's not going to be back till at least week 11. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, also, Leonard Fournette, the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, had 15 carries for 66 yards, which he did okay. I mean, throughout the majority of the game, he had negative rushing yardage, actually, until he pulled off a 60-plus yard run. Um, so uh, I would say good game, nevertheless. Jacksonville won 22-7. And so Tennessee is on a two-game win- winning streak. Jacksonville just won their first game of the season. Um, so not sure if Saxonville is actually back. Um, I can't remember who their next opponent is, but we'll, we'll definitely see uh, again how the season goes. Thank you for Tennessee. Um, see how their season goes. But now we're going to transition to previewing the games, or at least you know what to what to look for. And to start this off, Dolphins versus Cowboys. You know, part of me wants to say just skip this game, which you probably should. Um, but the main the main thing to look for is Josh Rosen's start. Josh Rosen. Every time he's been in, he's thrown an interception. He hasn't done well. And I and overall, the team is bad. But, I mean, the difference, though, is that he didn't start in any of those games. He also started against two really good defenses. Um, not saying that Cowboys don't have a great defense. They do. Um, it's just their defensive system is different. The Ravens and the Patriots ran a 3-4 scheme. Um, and now they'll go against Dallas that runs a 4-3 scheme. So, of course, you have more D linemen in a 4-3 scheme, um, but you have more linebackers, a little bit more athleticism in a sense for a 3-4 scheme. Um, so, I, I mean, there's different advantages, but overall, um, see how Josh Rosen, Josh, Josh Rosen adjusts to the Cowboys defense. Um, I, you know, I don't know what to usually really expect. You know, part of me wants to say struggling. Part of me wants to say, well, somehow Josh Rosen will actually help improve the team. I don't know. 
we'll have to we'll have to see. That's something to look for. <clears throat> All right, Bengals v. Bills. Bills offense continues to be better. Will they be better? Um, they're going against the Bengals. They they arguably have one of the talented defensive lines uh, in the NFL. Not a whole lot of people talk about that. Um, but definitely overall defense is not one of the best. Uh, Josh Allen has improved throwing the ball tremendously just in two games alone. And the Bills finally play at home this year. They've been, they had two straight away games, and so they'll be at home uh, preparing for the Bengals. And that's something to look for is will the offense of the Bills continue to, to soar or continue to do well or will and progress or will they uh, do terrible? Um, uh, the Bills defense is already excellent, and the Bengals offense has now been consistent of pass heavy. So we'll see how the game goes. But it's something to look to is the Bills offense. Lions versus Eagles. Lions defense or Eagles offense? So Deshaun Jackson has been rolled out this week. Um, Not sure about Alshon Jeffrey. Both receivers are starting uh, for the Eagles. So there's a couple other players, both the uh, O-line and and Carson Wentz, too, have been hurt. But they'll most likely play. Um, but that's something to to look to is, okay, can the Lions defense take advantage of this opportunity not playing so many starters against the Eagles offense? Or will the Eagles offense just continue to do well uh, despite you know injuries? Like last week, I know they lost to the Falcons, but that game was competitive. That game, you know, Carson Wentz still held the offense, give a chance to kind of take the lead in that game ultimately. They were one yard short of a first down, and the Falcons made that play defensively. Um, but, you know, that's something to look to is the health of the receivers or the health of the offensive players and the Eagles. And despite, you know, not having all the starters, will they do well? Or will the Lions defense, you know, actually do well? They, they went 13-10, to 10, beat the Chargers last week, and they had all offensive starters um, healthy. So that's, that's something to look to. All right, Jets versus Pats. Sam Arnold versus Pats defense. Uh, Pats defense has been tremendous. They've only surrendered a combined total of three points these past two games. Three points to the Steelers and then zero points in, against the Dolphins. So I want to say they'll do well this week again. Um, but you know, Sam Arnold's coming back from, from mono illness. Um and so he's got a couple weapons um, around him, such as Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder. Uh, but, you know, we'll have, to, we'll have to see this week. But that's something to look to is, you know, will Sam Darnold do well or will he struggle against the Pats defense? Falcons versus Colts. Uh, the play of Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett barely threw over 200 yards last week, and he threw under 200 yards in week one. He hasn't really turned over the ball. Uh, which that's something to praise, but the Colts have been consistently run heavy and Jacoby has barely threw over 200 yards. So uh, he's going to, he's going to have to do it against the Falcons. The Falcons actually have a good run defense. Uh, Pass defense is kind of questionable. 
So, you know, we have to see if the Colts will go a little bit more pass-heavy. In doing so, will Jacoby play well? Because uh, the Falcons' offense is already explosive as it is with Matt Ryan as the QB, with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, Devontae Freeman, Edo Smith, Mohamed Sanu. Bunch of weapons that the Falcons have in their arsenal. And, I mean, the Colts' defense is good. Uh, that's something to look to is the play of Jacoby Brissett. And will that help the Colts? With his play, will that help the Colts beat the Falcons this weekend? And then now we got uh, Raiders versus Vikings. Derek versus Kurt. Um Kirk Cousins played absolute horrible against the Packers last week. Um, so he has a better defense to go against. When I say better, I meant as though Kurt has a better opportunity to actually do well because the Raiders defense is not as good as the Packers defense. Um, Derek Carr is going against a really good defense this week. Um, he absolutely didn't do well against Kansas City the week before. Um, so we'll have to see. Like That's going to come down to the play of Derek Carr. Or, or Kirk Cousins. Uh, Ravens versus Chiefs. A shootout. Is this game really going to go down to a shootout between Lamar Jackson or uh, Patrick Mahomes? Or is it going to, to be a defensive battle? So that's something to, to look into. Obviously, uh, they played against each other last year. And that was, you could argue, somewhat of an offensive shootout. Because uh, the Chiefs ended up winning like 27 to 24, I believe. Um, but you know we'll, we'll have to see a lot of it. A lot of people were saying it's going to be a shootout. It may, it may well be. Um, I feel like it. There might be a little defense mixed in too. So I'm going to say I, mean, I don't know who's going to win. But I'm going to say that, that both teams are at least going to score between 20 to 30 points. Um, so that's something to to look to. Uh, Broncos versus Packers, LaFleur versus Vangio. Vic Vangio is the head coach for the Broncos. Matt LaFleur is the head coach for the Packers. LaFleur is the deep, is the offensive play caller for the Packers, and Vangio is the defensive play caller for the Broncos. Currently, the Broncos are 0 2. Their offense is still a mess. Uh, Packers are 2 0. Uh, their offense was great in the first half against the Vikings last week, and they kind of slowed down. In the second half, but the Packers defense helped them succeed and help win that game. Um, so, will it be LaFleur's play calling that helps elevate the Packers and win this game, or will it be Vangio's defensive play calling uh, to help the Broncos win the first game of the, of the season? So, that's something to, to look into uh, for this game. Uh, Panthers versus Cards. Will this be the Cardinals' first dub? And Cam Newton's also out. Cam Newton got ruled out. Uh, there's another QB called Josh Allen uh, that will be starting this week for the Panthers. Um, and so this might be a, a, an incredible opportunity for the Cardinals to get their first win of the season. Um, so they're one, one, and they're they're zero one and one right now. So one loss, one tie, zero wins. Um, so. Um, we'll have to see how Kyler Murray does against a really fantastic Panthers defense. Um, 
And then we'll have to see how Josh Allen, the QB for the Panthers, and how he plays against an average, if not bad, Cardinals defense. We'll have to see. All right, Giants versus Bucks, Daniels time. So this, as I dropped the news of the week in the episode a couple days ago this past uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, Daniel Jones has been named the starter for the New York Giants. And uh, it's going to be about him in this game, or at least that's going to be the news. Um, and I agree. I think that's something to look to uh, the play of Daniel Jones against the uh, Buccaneers defense. And uh, it's, uh, and if he's going to be, you know, checking down the ball a lot, you know, only throw between 10 to 20 yards, or is he going to get throw deep? Um, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Hello, dog. There, that's my dog. You heard that. All right, Saints versus Seahawks. Will Saints offense change with Bridgewater? So Breeze is going to be out for a couple weeks with a hand injury. Uh, so Teddy Bridgewater is a starter, and so that's something um, that I'm, you know, I'm really curious about to say the least. I don't, I don't feel like the Saints offense would change. I feel like it's going to be the same. Um, Bridgewater maybe doesn't have the same arm strength or same accuracy as Drew Breeze, um, but um, you know, will it be more run heavy or, you know, would it be the same? And Texas, Texans, right, Texans versus Chargers, Houston's quick pass or deep pass? So, you know, obviously, again, you could point to the problem in the O-line and you could say that the main theme of the game or what to look to is Houston's pass protection against Chargers pass rush. Um I feel like that's going to be a common theme for every game for Houston. Houston is O-line. So I'm going to do something different. So I'm going to talk about either Houston's deep pass or quick pass. Will they throw it deep still as they've been, as they've been doing these past two games? Or would it be more dink and dunk quick passing? Now, quick passes do help you know, the QB not get hit as much. It does help the O-lineman a little bit in terms of pass protection. Um, but then def- that opens up an opportunity for defense to do press coverage to uh, stop the quick passing. So in Houston, these past two weeks have been throwing it deep, but in doing so, Watson's been hit. He's been sacked already. He leads the league with 10 sacks within two games. So he's been taking a lot of hits. So that's something to look into uh, when Houston plays against the Chargers. Shush, dog. I'll get you in a second. All right, Steelers versus 49ers, uh, Tomlin versus Shanahan. So Shanahan is the play caller and the head coach for the 49ers. Tomlin's the head coach for the Steelers, but he doesn't call any plays. Um, he just uh, looks at the team or looks at the game from the sideline, makes sure the team does well and, and makes adjustments um, on each series um, as a head coach. And um, Ben Roethlisberger has – is ruled out for the season with an elbow injury. They'll start Mason Rudolph at QB. Um, so you'll have to see um, how the Steelers adjust, how Tomlin adjusts, and then if and the 49ers can still do well this this uh, this week. And they did well last week against the Bengals, and um, I believe they yeah they're two they're two and zero right now. So that's something to to look for, to look to. Shh. Shh. Tell my dog to stretch. 
right. Rams versus Browns. Uh, Browns hype train to bound the crash. Um, so the Browns, for the first time in a long time, are being featured in a Sunday night football game. So they got their first televised game this past Monday, Monday night football. And so they'll get another one for Sunday night uh, against the Rams. So the Browns are playing at home. Um, as a Browns fan, I'm really excited to see them on national television because, again, I live in the Houston area. So it's not like I have a channel to see the Browns play, um, except for if they're all on Sunday night football. Uh, however, uh, that kind of worries me, too, as a fan. I don't want to see, you know, obliterated on national television. The Rams are a talented team. They're 2-0 right now. A really good team, too. Um, so... Will the Browns still continue the hype train in the sense of showing the players that they have and how, and on paper, how excellent they're supposed to be? And will that transition on paper? Or will they just get destroyed by, again, an excellent Rams team? Bears versus Redskins. Uh, Redskins, the improvement, they, their second door, uh, secondary has been the worst, I would say. Within the past two games, they've been getting deep, uh, being deep a lot on go routes, post routes, flag routes, deep crossing routes. Um, so they're playing against the Bears. Mitchell Dubisky has not really played well. Obviously, he let it come back. He was fortunate to get one second left on the clock to call timeout, and the Bears kicked a game winning field goal against the Broncos last week. So, will Mitchell Dubisky do well? Or will the Redskins defense um, not play like trash <laughs> this uh, this weekend? And that's a Monday night football game. And so those when I'm those are what I'm previewing or what I'm thinking, or at least what to look for um, in those games. Um, and then as I end this, just uh, another news. Uh, the Patriots released Antonio Brown amidst uh, sexual uh, misconduct and allegations. Whether it's true or not, it's not something I want to get into right now. Um, it's just uh, unfortunate for AB to get cut, but at the same time, it's kind of, I mean, if he if he did this, then again, that's, uh, that's on him. So... Uh, I would say that order has been restored in the balance in the NFL, but against the Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, there's never balance. They're always dominating. Um, yes, they went 11-5 yet last year. That's still a winning record, and in doing so, they still won the Super Bowl. And so they've they've. It's been a long time for them having a single-digit win season. That hasn't happened since 2002. So they've been winning double-digit games. Uh, you know, whether it's 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 14 and 2, they've been doing that consistently uh, since uh, 2003. So they've always been dominant. And so, um, but then that's just other news I just wanted to share with uh, Antonio Brown. So uh, that's the ending of this episode. Thank you so much for, for listening, whether it's early in the morning, afternoon, evening, 2 a.m., for whatever fucking reason. Um, which if you're up at 2 a.m., I kind of worry. Um, hope you're getting enough sleep. Um, but um, uh, that is my previews for these games coming up. And so my next episode will drop Wednesday. 
uh, once the Sunday and Monday games happen. If there's any news that you know has occurred uh, for my news of the week, and then also showing or at least showing or seeing which players have have improved um, in my next Wednesday's episode. So again, thank you so much for listening. Have a kick-ass day. I started. It's been a long morning. Um, have a kick-ass day. Bye, guys.